You're listening to The Conversation with pastor and Bible teacher, Sarah Gardner. Join Pastor Sarah as they open God's Word together to help you learn to live an abundant life of faith. Pastor Sarah and her friends want to equip you with discipleship tools for everyday life. Now here's Pastor Sarah and special guest Michelle Sproviero with today's message, Releasing the Power of God Within. Welcome to Conversation Again. I have my daughter in the Lord, Michelle Spavero, that she has oracles of faith in her heart and in her mouth, and she has experienced God. She has a result for her life. And you've heard so many things that uh, I said that happened to me, but she's one of my students. And these things happen to her. So you see that the Word of God will work for you too if you apply it. The Bible says, whosoever will can receive it. I can do the Word of God and receive the same result that Michelle and I have received in our lives. So stay tuned and be blessed today. And if you have a question, please bring it in, send it in. Michelle will give you how to do it. And we will answer your question and you will be blessed. So be a participant. Send your question in, in Jesus' name. So stay tuned now. And Michelle, I know you're full of the word. <laughs> yes, we've been talking about the, the power that's within us through the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God being the Holy Spirit coming and living on the inside of us and availing that power. And last week, we talked a little bit about um, steps to accessing or releasing that power in our lives. So I thought we could continue along that line we had some great discussions after our, our filming and uh, wanted to share it with all of our viewers. So you can be blessed too. I was blessed in conversations with Pastor Sarah and uh, the truth that's being revealed from the word and reminding us as we converse with one another, we get reminded of testimonies and things that have happened to us over the years, what God has done. He brings it back to our remembrance. And I know it's because he wants us to share it with you. Yes. So you can have the same results that we have for your situation. Yes. So one of those important characteristics was visualizing. And I remember the importance of this. We actually, I was leading a Bible study up in Michigan at the time with a group of women that we would meet just for an hour over lunch because I was still working. And we would gather together and, and we were really getting intense about having radical faith and truly taking God at his word and learning how to trust God and his promises. And so we had been praying and believing for specific things. And one of the, the things the Lord put on my heart was for all of us to create a vision board. Now, there's secular trends that create vision boards. And these vision boards are usually about prosperity and success. And those things are good. There's nothing wrong with that, mm -hmm. but there are things in the word promises that we have that we need to put that vision in our heart. It needs to go along with the words that we say and the yes. words that we read in the word of God. So when I saw that in Jeremiah 31, 16 through 17, that the, that the Lord would bring my children home, he brings them home from the land of the enemy, home into their own borders. 
This is a season they were had they had been gone. They were with their dad in Kansas. And I was praying and believing for them to come back home to Michigan. And Michelle, very- let me interrupt you one minute. Yeah. Let me interrupt you one minute. I want the the viewers to understand this, that the Bible has a, a prescription for every problems that we go through. The, the, your part is that you have to find the prescription. Mm, good. And today it's even much easier than it used to be before we had to search the, the Bible and search the Bible and read the Bible and hope that we had a good uh, memory that we would remember. So when time came that we needed a, a, that promise to apply it, we would have to go find it in the Bible and dig it in the Bible. Now you have Google. I don't know how to use it. But people Google everything and they find things so easy. That's so true. I'm telling you there is a there is a, a prescription for everything that you go through. Michelle's gonna share an experience with her children that she found the prescription in the Bible and she spoke it out out of her mouth. She spoke what she wanted to happen. Not the way the situation was. The situation was bad. Mm-hmm. It was negative. And, you know, I like to say that there was the facts. The fact was that the kids was with their dad and they did not want to come home. Right. And it was a long time that she prayed. It was not overnight. In a week or so, this happened. It was for a long time. She endured. But she didn't give up. She didn't give up on her on saying what she wanted. She spoke out of her mouth the prescription that God had given her. Yep. And pay attention to this. It's a very good experience that you can learn. Your problem may be financially. Your problem may be your marriage. May, but there is a prescription in the Bible for everything that we go through. To stay tuned and listen very carefully what my daughter has to say. Yeah, that's good. Thank you for that um, setup. It's because we just talked about knowing the word of God and how important that is as our first step in, in in releasing the power. So knowing the word of God, I had my prescription. I had that that scripture in Jeremiah 31, 16 through 17. And the Lord had put it on my heart with our group. Everybody had their own faith promise that they were standing on. They found their promise in the word of God and everyone had it. So the Lord put it on my heart to share with the group to create a vision board. And this wasn't the kind of vision board that we think about in the secular world where you put your fancy car that you want or the fancy house that you want or the fancy job that you want. This was based on the scriptural word of God. And so on my vision board, I had procrastinated and I had the group all making their vision boards and they were making progress, but I hadn't. I'd been very busy and didn't take the time. So we were meeting that Wednesday and I knew I had to get my vision board before the group came because <laughs> they were all coming with their boards complete. And I was the leader of the group and I was, I didn't want them to show up and me not do my part. 
So I worked all morning on my vision board. And on my vision board, I was putting pictures of my children on their knees, praising God. And as soon as I finished my vision board, and you had mentioned this was not an overnight, this wasn't just a few weeks, this wasn't just a few months endeavor. My prayer, my standing on God's word took five years. Wow. Five years. And during that time, there was a lot of encouragement that I had from people and a lot of discouragement that I had from people. And I had to learn how to block out the discouragement and keep focused on what God said. And finally, I remember in January of that year, it was in 2010, like I knew that I knew that I knew in my spirit, my kids were coming home. It was something that you could not have told me anything that was going to change my mind because I knew it. I knew it. And you, you, nobody could tell me anything different. They were coming home. And so that vision board, the minute I finished it that day, right before group was starting, there was probably 10 minutes before the group was going to arrive, my phone rang. And it was my middle son calling to say, Mom, I want to come home. Wow. And that's exactly what he said. He had a supernatural experience. That's a whole nother testimony. What led up to that phone call was totally God. It had his hand all over it. I couldn't have created it. I couldn't have convinced him. I couldn't have manipulated him, guilted him, shamed him into coming. There's nothing I could have done to make him change his mind. It was impossible for me, but nothing's impossible for God. And it was that visualization that I saw and it happens and it comes inside. It happens in here first before it ever happens in the physical. And that's what the word says. He says, what we see was created from what's not seen. That's right. But you see, that's uh, that it was so real that they were away and they didn't want to come home. But right. The, it was a real facts. And painful. But God can change the facts. He can. He and- alone can defy <laughs> these things are in, in this planet where we live that we cannot change, but right. he alone. That's why I always say you, we need God more than family, more than anybody. Because so many people, they go to wrong churches. They go to wrong places just to be with their friends. Yeah. But the friends are not going to be able to help them. God will be able to help them. Yes. Yeah. There was no amount of psychologists, no amount of of doctors, no amount of earthly help that I could access that would have changed that situation. There's There was nothing to change the mind of another. The only thing that changed his mind was the power of God at work in his heart because the transformation came from the inside. And so that vision board was my, it was my physical connection on this side of reality to the supernatural and that sometimes we need that physical connection you know that's why we take communion right yes we need that physical and it helps us to visualize oh yeah this this cup represents this juice that i'm drinking represents the blood of christ oh yes this bread it represents the body of christ and everything We have a, we have to have some kind of a tangible connection to connect all of our senses, our physical senses with the supernatural world. Yes. 
and and it's it's different than the third eye meditation type of a thing. This isn't anything mystical. This isn't anything that crosses that boundary into um, psychicness or all of the things that the Lord speaks about that we're to stay away from the familiar spirits. This is truly connecting our spirit with God's spirit from a physical to a supernatural. And that vision board was only a point of connection. It had nothing to do with the miracle that transpired, but it had everything to do with sealing, sealing that completeness inside of me that already existed from all the prayer, all the speaking of the word, all the standing on the promises for all those years. It was just that physical, tangible connection. Because it's like this, Michelle, because we're going to help the people of God understand this, the viewers that they hear us today. When you get that, when you receive Jesus Christ in your heart, your spirit becomes recreated. Your spirit is saved. It looks just like Jesus. But your mind is not saved. So your mind needs a lot of help. And this is why your mind needs to read the Word of God to change your mind because your mind has been wired by the world since you were a little kid. You know, our parents could not tell us the things of God because they didn't know. And so your mind has been wired one way. Now you come to Jesus, he recreates it. Your spirit inside of you, but this mind is the same. So what do you do? Because the mind is connected with the spirit. It's the kind of intermingled. And the spirit is having a hard time revealing himself because the mind is full of weeds. It's yeah. so mixed up from the world that we have been wired with. So now, we need the Word of God to wash their mind, to rewire the, that mind this way. The mind is ready to receive from the Spirit of God. You see? And it, it takes a little bit diligence on our part. See, a man has to go for 12, 13 years to become a doctor for a career that is going to help him only in this world. Right. It doesn't take 12 years to learn the Bible. It takes a little bit diligence, maybe a year, maybe two years if we're diligent. But it takes a lot less to learn the things of God than to, to pursue a career. And people don't, don't want to do it, don't want to take the time, like or something that it's not bread. I say bread, it's not necessary. Something that that's not necessary. Let it go to do something that's necessary. It's going to help your life. It's smart to think that way. I mean, many people are smart, but sometimes they have no common sense. They get so caught up with things that they even, they, they, it just makes no sense. It wastes time, and then they don't have time for the Word of God. But Michelle took time to search the Word of God to find the promise that applied to her problem. And even more than that, I remember in those five years, because she was coming to our church, and we were talking all the time. Mm -hmm. How many times she said to me, my when, mm -hmm. my when? I said, it's all up to you. If you give up, then it's going to prolong the, 
Yep, you did. I, I even forgot what all the things that I would say to you because periodically you would come to me and you would say, Ma, this is taking too long, Ma. Yeah. <laughs> My heart was broken, you know, and and when you're walking through these things, it doesn't mean that you don't feel it. And that's the thing. That's the faith walk is what we're doing is contrary to what our bodies want to do. And that's yes. that part about releasing the power of God can never be released if it's always confronted or chained in bound, bound by our personal emotions. Yes, yes. Our emotions, our over-analytical thinking, overthinking things, it can stop the power of God quicker than anything. Yes. And there came a point where I just had to simply believe because God said it, period. Yes. Yes. And yes, when I would get weak, I would come. I went to Pastor Sarah because, and you need somebody you can go to who's going to encourage you and help you not to give up because the flesh is weak. The spirit is willing but the flesh is weak. And the one, one advice we're going to give it to the viewers that when you go through something like that, make sure that you go to somebody that have seen result already. Yes. If you go to somebody that has not seen no result, they will not be able to direct you to the right road, so to say. Yeah. They, somebody that's been there, they can say, now, Michelle, it'll happen. Yeah. Just stay, stay with it. Don't yeah. give up. Keep, uh, keep hoping. Keep saying, doing the right thing. And you see, because they've been there already. They did it. Mm -hmm. But somebody that has not experienced, he has not seen the result, it cannot help you. Yeah. That's, a, that's an advice that I would give you. And Michelle would give you the same advice. It's actually, it happened to me. I had a family member come to me and they were offended that I wasn't sharing my journey with them during this process. And I said, look, if if I need um, a heart specialist, I don't go to an eye doctor. Yes. And it's the same thing. When you're walking through a spiritual battle, yes. you don't go to somebody who's never encountered that or has yes. no idea. It would be like the blind leading the blind. Yes, yes. So I was so grateful that I did have you and I had so many of my faith filled, you know, every people around me that were filled with like precious faith, but mostly you because you were we were very we are always we've been very close and you've always taken an interest in my kids and you've always loved me. And, and that's an, that's another thing. I mean, the faith walk isn't about isn't about just results. It's about love. And yes. Loving people when they're walking through some of the toughest seasons of their time is truly what we're called to do. Not yes. just people when they're lovable, because I wasn't that lovable at times during that season. <laughs> it was painful. But it was that visualization, and that was the connection. I remember in um, 1 Kings chapter 18, verses 42 through 44, there had been a famine in the land, and Elijah he was the one who prayed to create the famine because of all of the rebellion against God and a king that was vile and causing the people to worship Baal and other foreign gods. And so they, he had, he wanted to get their attention and cause the people to repent. And these people had been prosecute, persecuting the prophets and Elijah's out there 
and he finally gets their attention. He goes up against all these prophets. God defeats all their prophets. He, you'll have to read it for yourself in, in 1 Kings chapter 18. It's a great story. But here's what happens. At the end of that then, when God has shown himself to be faithful, the one true God, and everybody recommits themselves to following the Lord because he's shown himself that he's greater than all the other gods that they ever worship, Elijah prays. And while he's praying, he gets a vision and he sends his servant and he says, go out. They go to the mountaintop and he goes, now go out and look and see if there's a cloud. While he's praying, he's praying for rain, for the return of the rain after three and a half years. Mm -hmm. And so why would he go out and, and tell the servant to look for a cloud if he hadn't visualized what he wanted to see during his prayer? So he was visualizing the rain. He was visualizing the one cloud that would start the whole rainstorm. And he didn't cease praying until he saw, until the servant saw and reported back that he saw that cloud. And the minute he saw that cloud, he said, we got to go. It's going to pour. <laughs> but because that, that's what he visualized in his prayer. So James even talks about Elijah's prayer in the New Testament. And he yes. said, look, you, Elijah, had the spirit upon him. Now we as New Testament believers have this great power. And if Elijah prayed with great power, we can pray with great power. He's encouraging the church. Yes. Don't just bring back. Pray with great power. Release that power within. And that's what we're called to do now. Yes. And that, uh, as I was saying to you that uh, now we have the Holy, the same spirit. Yes. That guided Jesus, that was with Jesus when he walked the earth. That's the same spirit that came inside of us that wants to guide us the same way he guided Jesus. But you see, we have to learn it. We have to get disciplined. We have to learn how to work with the Holy Spirit like Michelle learned, like I learned. And if we work and we learn how to cooperate with the Holy Spirit, we're going to get the same result. And better result because we were, we, we're not, we're not are in a better covenant. The yes. book of Hebrews says that God find fault with the old covenant. And now we are in a better covenant because Jesus came. He did all the work. <laughs> we just have to be obedient to what he says in the word. But Jesus is the one that did all the work. He went to the cross. He went, he got, he took all the whipping for our healing. He already done all the hard work. So we're just going to be obedient to the word of God and be a little bit disciplined and be a little bit doers of the word, and we will experience the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, dwells in you, dwells in me. We can experience the same thing that Elijah experienced. So in Jesus' name, stay tuned. And if you don't know Christ, Michelle's going to lead you to know him. Go ahead, Michelle. Yes, if you've never said the prayer where you've received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, it's very simple. We're going to do this together. Just repeat after me. Say, Jesus, I believe that you came and died for my sin. I repent 
of everything I've ever done. And I believe you have forgiven me because that's what the Bible says. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Holy Spirit, come and make your home in me that I can live for you from this day forward. Now I am a child of God. In Jesus' name. And if you've said that prayer for the very first time, congratulations. Welcome to the family. We're so happy you're here. And I assure you, all of heaven is rejoicing for you today. And if you've said that prayer for the first time, please go to our website, sarahgardnerministries.com. And let us know, leave us a message in there, contact us through the website and let us know you made that decision so that we can pray with you and we can help get you some resources for your next steps. Thank you for staying tuned and I'll see you next week. We bless you real big. You've been listening to The Conversation Podcast with Pastor Sarah Gardner of Answers for Life. We know that today's conversation sparked some questions. We'd love to talk with you more. Head over to saragardnerministries.com to send us a message. While you're there, be sure to follow the links to our Facebook page and YouTube channel. And don't forget to like and subscribe to this podcast. When you like and subscribe, you let everyone know how important God's Word is to your life. And you'll always receive updates when Pastor Sarah shares new episodes. Come back next time for another meaningful conversation here on The Conversation Podcast.